0: I know I'd go from rags to riches if you would only say you can. Hello and welcome to
1: Goodfellas Minute, the only podcast that analyzes the Martin Scorsese picture. Goodfellas, one turned on minute at a time. I am Josh. I'm here with Ron. (laughs) I did not know you were going to go in that direction. (laughs) not a lot of dialogue. And here with us again is uh, Gabriel Hardman. Hello. Comic book creator, film storyboard artist, man who knows Scorsese.
2: <laughs> not literally, but the, the overall.
3: Dave, have you, have you ever been in the, in the same, I mean, you've been in Hollywood. Have you ever been in the same building as Scorsese?
2: I have. It was not in Hollywood. I went to see um, a taping of uh, Late Night with David Letterman in 1991. He and his mom were on there. His mom uh, did a cooking demonstration. I used to go see Late Night with David Letterman live a whole lot.
1: Wow. So, right. nine,
3: 91. What I don't
1: you know. It might be
2: 91. I think it was 91. Yeah, 91. It, this? it was when Cape Fear came out.
1: Oh, oh okay. Cape Fear. 19, Ooh,
2: Cape Fear. Uh, whatever that is. Yeah. Ooh, I yeah. want
3: to watch Cape Fear. I haven't watched that in a long time. Anyway,
1: all right. So, Josh, what happens in so, this minute? Minute 42 starts uh, with Karen stepping out of the house. Something has happened, so she's come outside. It's safe now. And it ends with, uh, with Jimmy motioning to Vinny. <laughs> For what? I don't know. We'll have to get to that. <laughs> So uh, yesterday we, uh, Gabe, you actually mentioned the the insert shots, and one of the most striking ones in the movie is the insert shot of that gun going into Karen's hand with the fluvia on it, and
3: yeah. <laughs> it's it is. But before we get to that insert shot, though, is am I crazy or is the shot of Karen coming out of the the house in slow motion?
2: I don't know. It might it it might be slightly. Uh...
3: It feels slowed down. Like it definitely, yeah. And I again, I don't know if that's one of those things. And like because because she just looks. Like, the look on her face is, is, is... It's not disgust, but I don't know what... I can't describe it. It's 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 definitely not... Uh, yeah, but I,
2: yeah, I... In a way, I think the look on her face is sort of... I think I'm using a, a word again, but uninflected. She yeah. is not really giving you anything, you know? Yeah. It's what is totally informing this is her voiceover yeah and that is like i mean you know there's a knock on this movie where it's like you know oh you the voiceover tells you things that you're already seeing or blah blah blah, right Right. and this is a perfect example of how that is not true at all and this is like she's giving this sort of neutral performance that the voiceover is totally inflecting and uh and you're reading something completely different into her face because of the way that it's presented
1: what was that? There was like a Soviet or a Russian filmmaker who uh, did
2: Padovkin. Uh, Vyab- there it is, yeah. Podovkin. He did a he he wrote a book called the Film know Technique. It. And uh <laughs> it was and it was actually technically it was his it was like his professor at uh, mm-hmm. at school who had done these uh or in, in a Russian sort of film school that had done these uh, uh sort of experiment things where you would show uh you know they would they would just have a, a shot of a face and then uh cut to a shot of a you know a neutral face and a shot to go kind of uh, cut to a shot of a baby and uh and people would think that he was smiling at uh, or being you know uh pleasant about the baby and then same exact shot cut to a uh, kind of lascivious shot of a woman and people would think that he was a creep you know it, it's yeah. uh, so i mean it's all in the cut and the cut you know the whole thing about movie making is that you know and you know comics is uh, these two you know you put the two images together and that creates a third idea you know the cut always creates this third idea
1: see i knew you'd know wow
2: it's <laughs> amazing I, I knew too much i'm sorry <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, you know what, I, I gotta say, I, I really like the idea that you as a working, you know, film professional know that. Because there's part of me that thinks, I don't think anybody's paying attention to this anymore at all. And I'm sure there are movies where that's the case, but I like to know that it exists. That, yeah, that, that's everybody, a thing.
2: Yeah, everybody I work with on movies, none of these people have any idea. You know, they're, <laughs> okay. they're just well, that's, it, 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 most people don't. I'm yeah. just a nerd. <laughs>
3: You're, still, you're in there though. You're fighting the fight. That's what I'm trying to get at. We, we appreciate it. Yeah, so, so Henry hands her the bloody gun and tells her to hide it and then walks away. Where's where, where he going?
1: He's, de- <laughs> he's, he's into delegation.
3: Yeah, he really is. He's yeah. not, not a micromanager. And that's because that's the way that his organization runs. I'm fascinated by this because he, he she comes out of the house, he walks up to her, hands her the bloody gun. And then he's kind of looking back at the house, but he, at first he's he puts his hand to his chin, her chin, and asks her, if "She's all right." That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then he's still looking across the street and he's still panting and then just walks off and I, I don't know where he goes at that point. I just I just thought that was funny. He's like, I, I don't know. It's weird that he gave her the gun, but that's what what happened in real life is that he asked her to hide the gun and then um, my note on it is uh, she hides it in the milk box in, outside the house, which honestly, not the best hiding place. Horrible place. <laughs> Someone right, so specifically I I, opens that every day.
2: I didn't even know what that thing was. Yeah, I've so never known what that was.
3: That is, once again, true to the story. He handed her the gun, and she put it in the milk box right outside. In her, Karen's words, so I put it in the milk box right outside the door. <laughs> and going, going back on what really happened is that the police showed up. They searched Henry's car. They searched Henry. They're looking for a gun, looking for the gun, can't find it. And then they escorted him back to Brooklyn and didn't press charges because they couldn't find the gun. I don't know what happened to the gun. They never say that. still
1: in that milk box. still in that milk box. (laughs) Or
3: there's an armed milkman (laughs) on the
1: streets of the five towns.
2: Yeah, the milkman was like, look, a free gun.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? A job comes with certain perks. Lots of milk, (laughs) free guns. (laughs) She utters that line, I got to admit the truth, it turned me on. And that explains every single thing about the character, or at least how she ends up where she ends up. Because I think a lot of people watch this and go, why would you do this?
3: Yeah. And with him? and what's interesting going back to what she what she said in real life, uh this is this is a case of I think uh Scorsese fleshing out and Pelleggi fleshing out the character for the movie versus the reality because what Karen said in the book was she said I was really excited. I love that Henry had done all this for me. It made me feel important. But there was nothing about being turned on. There was nothing about, you know, what I mean like they 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 for the movie I think they add a level of the sexualization of it
2: but they also just distill it down into Man. some, you know, perfect little thing. I mean, this is also just I mean not to get ahead of ourselves but in the you know in the next cut the the i mean this is like the end the the fact that this is cut with the marriage the, with the wedding thing yes. like this is the you know uh, where they're really you know she's really the one for him you know yeah, they're yeah. Re- they're really in a relationship you know yeah
3: and it's and it's yeah that's a great point is that the transition so imme- you know, immediately after this we go into we see their wedding and I mean, this is this is a chapter break. This is a this is it could be argued whether or not it's the wedding is the beginning of the next chapter or it's the end of the chapter that we're in now or whatever. But this is, you know, a phase of his life now is going to move forward with this relationship.
2: And the fact and your inserts, though, I mean, the fact that that I mean, basically, this is one of the great little like sequences of, you know, gun box clothes, you know, glass Uh, glass break you know like they're just complete they're the movie is saying these things are you know the same you know it's they're completely related
3: you're right. There's, a, there's, a, there's a, a rhythm to the the sound of the, the, the milk box opening and putting the gun in and it clangs against the glass a little then the cutting to the stepping on the glass. Like it's very visceral audio at that point. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a beautiful it's,
2: thing. It's, yeah. with the, Yeah, the way that the, the, the cuts and the audio and it's just such a nice little progression but that also flat out says that you know, that they're, you know that this violent aspect of the relationship is directly equated with them getting married. Right
1: it's great because it's one of those things where, and you see, you see, we see it in that whole first act, I guess, is, as we just rock it through time. And this is that same thing. Like e- nothing else matters. Like these are just the, the important things that happen. And it, it should be more jarring than it is, but yeah. it isn't. And, yeah. it, and it, it actually,
2: you know. in a, Okay, in a weird way, it reminds me of like this is the kind of thing that they did a lot in movies like in the 30s and in like the early 30s and the kind of pre-code era where you'd have these stories about people, you know, like like gangster movies, like, you know, the rise and fall of somebody. And you would just jump past all sort you know, like you'd have a a scene where uh, where people are just meeting and then the next thing you know, they're married in the next scene and like uh, and you would blow through these huge passages of time without thinking about it at all and i mean in you know in a lot of ways this is a you know gangster movie tradition to uh, uh, more even more than it than it's an innovative thing to mm-hmm. have this you know have these kind of things where you're just picking these moments to describe the way that their the whole arc of their life goes
3: that and that's a great point because it, because whether we know it or not that you know they are fast forwarding through time given the story of Henry's life you know this you know him and Karen start dating at this point they go out for 3 months after this after this incident and, and this is going back to the book and in real life. And apparently, you know, they, they, Karen's parents don't like Henry, and so they have to sneak around. And what's interesting, what they left out of the movie is the fact that they got tired of sneaking around, so they drove down to Maryland and eloped.
2: Mm. Mm.
3: And that kind of showed to Karen's parents that Henry was serious, and then he agreed to go through religious instruction and learn, you know, how to be Jewish. And then, that ev- then they eventually had a Jewish wedding. I want to go ahead and give Henry credit on breaking that glass. I want you to notice that he
1: does it with a heel-down motion. Yes, And that's a pro-Jewish wedding move because at my wedding, uh, which uh, I am not Jewish, uh, but but I did this, because my wife and her family are, uh, I missed that glass. I remember. I went sort of off to the side and had to come back in a second time. So I'm wondering if part of that instruction was, so listen, what do you need to do? You should come down and heel first. You want to do that? Because it was a good move is all I'm saying. Oh, now, w- following that, what we get are, are these... It's like a half. It's like a flash freeze frame jump cut thing that is one.
2: It's just a flash frame. It's just a couple of frames of white with a sound over
1: it. I feel like there's a little bit of a. There's a tiny freeze frame in there.
2: Oh, yes, there is. There is in the. Yeah, yeah. Like when. There's like two more flash frames after that. But yeah, yeah there definitely is.
3: Yeah, you know, you know, it's, it's, them ki- it's them kissing. And what's interesting is that it is I'm, – I'm, I'm looking at it right now and I'm doing it in slow motion. There's a photographer and the flashes are in line with the sound of photos being taken, of course, because they're clearly pictures. And there's a photographer that moves from the left to the right and when they kiss, a flash goes off and there's a freeze frame of Henry just pulling back from the kiss. Which is which I've never noticed until I just looked at it when you it's, mentioned that Josh. It, and yeah. we've
1: seen all these other freeze frames that were much more obvious, and yeah. then this one's really short, which is which is it. Makes it I don't know why. It's yeah. very interesting to think about, though. Yeah. And then the shot of Henry's disappointed family.
3: Well, I was gonna say, yeah, like 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 no one here is happy except there's one couple who's happy and kiss the, the couple of the kids in the middle, and Henry's brother in the wheelchair is happy, but everyone else is not happy to be there.
1: Well, just, Kevin Corrigan was just thrilled. Kevin Corrigan, yeah. Yeah. yeah, just <laughs> thrilled. <laughs> he really likes this movie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I like that this is the we we this is the last time we see or think about his family again in the movie until
3: later later on till the end but we, yeah. Yeah, yeah
1: yeah but but for the most part we only see his brother then
3: yeah we never see his parents again yeah yeah so this, this is yeah.
1: the last time we we have any sort of a, any notion about his family and it is it is a half
3: a second it's it's maybe maybe fifteen frames and his father looks so annoyed
1: <laughs> he does he hates that he's there right. and there's all sorts and I want like you can why.
3: What also, his father looks similarly aged to Aureliota. <laughs> it's a hard life. It really is. Is he
1: mad because she's Jewish? Is he mad because he's a gangster? Is he? Is he does he hate his own life? Why?
3: I don't, Who cares? It's not
2: important. The, the movie has told you it's not important.
3: Yeah, it's true. It's true. I, I do like. I do like the concerned look his that mother. That's not
1: how this show works. <laughs>
3: I, 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 do, I do like the combination of Karen's mother lo- not looking equally unhappy. But she never looks happy. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, she's a miserable woman. But, um, <laughs> but Henry's, when we see Henry's mother, she's looking up at Henry's father, concerned. But then at the last second, she turns and looks and has a big smile. That's nice. Yeah, it's very nice. Is the, is the, 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 the ceremony in their house? It's probably looks, in a synagogue.
1: No, it looks like it's in the dining room. Synagogue dining room? Maybe. (laughs) I don't think they have those, but I don't know.
3: (laughs) Yeah, so anyway. So then we cut to the reception. The gaudy
1: Long Island wedding venue reception.
3: (laughs) (laughs) So this was shot on location in Indeed at a gaudy wedding reception hall. (laughs) It was shot at the, uh, the Oriental Manor. wow swear to god is that okay (laughs) and uh that was located in Bensonhurst Brooklyn and unfortunately the Oriental Manor closed in 2007 and uh now stands a department store called American Place
2: (laughs) that's terrible
3: (laughs) what do we call it where are we (laughs) Uh, okay hey it's an it's an upgrade it's an upgrade from oriental manor okay you know what it's
1: it's a very straightforward reaction to that
3: (laughs) yeah but um but that said (laughs) a a wedding on on long island is is a unique thing and this portrays it and captures it perfectly
1: i'm wondering if this, this this would have to predate sweet caroline too so Oh, so it wouldn't have been blue.
3: Yes, yes. It was, it's a pre-Day <laughs> Sweet Caroline. Well, speaking of music, Josh, what what, what's, yeah. what song are we getting here? This
1: song that we're getting in this minute and minutes to follow is uh, Life is But a Dream by the Harptones, released in 1955, doo group from Manhattan. They never had a top 40 or an R&B hit, but it lives on in this movie.
3: Yeah.
1: And it's a it's a very lovely song with a big crescendo that we're going to get to in a little while. I Did you notice that the cake has a bridge? Yes.
3: And, and, a, and a, uh, a, a waterfall.
1: Yeah. That's... Yeah. That's a heck of a cake.
3: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <It> really is. <laughs> not, yeah. But need to, of course, mention uh, I I have in watching the movie and watching it at these you know this microscopic level, I realized that in the opening dating scenes when you know Henry was bored with Karen and then stood her up. Remember she's wearing the uh, pearls in both of those scenes. Mm-hmm. Wearing the pearl, same pearls again, and with her wedding dress and she's clutching them too which i think is interesting. And then uh <laughs> and then of course Henry has the classic mobster collar which is just wonderful. Following through with that that look. And cool. then we we start and then we start
1: but don't really get into uh the uh the crew. The Cicero crew just
3: hanging out.
2: It ends on the best the best part of the whole shot though. Which is the wave.
3: The oh, the wave, yeah, the De Niro, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: De Niro wave.
3: <laughs> it's the it, it's a combination of a De Niro eye contact nod and then the wave,
1: right? An it's, entire <laughs> an entire transaction is taken place.
3: <laughs> like, and are they are they first, doing business at the wedding? They're doing business,
1: right? So that's that was that was my that's my last note for this minute. What are they talking about? Yep. Like, are they doing business, or have they let their hair down for this? Like, it, w- is it not appropriate to do business at the wedding? No, they're no, always, it, they're no, always it, hust-
3: no, it is. That's I mean, haven't you seen The Godfather? Yeah. Well, listen, there's different takes on it. No, it, it is appropriate. Everyone's in one place. This is an opportunity to get stuff done. Yeah, and yeah. but it's all done with looks, Vinny. Wait, wait, and then wave, and that's it. But maybe he, maybe like he wanted the bread. <laughs> no, he doesn't. He doesn't want any more wine. That's the, the the hand motion he does when he goes. Nope, I'm good. <laughs> that's maybe, the way. That's the wave. Is that I'm good. I don't need water. I'm good. <laughs>
1: no. Vinny, maybe Vinny just you know he had like the cake and it's more of that.
3: Yep. <laughs> I don't know. Or it's or
1: is should I go burn that building down? No, no, good. Don't. It could be anything. I like that. You can just apply what you want to it.
3: Yeah. <laughs> well, I can't wait for more wedding stuff tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Does uh, anybody have anything else for this one? I don't it doesn't so. sound like
2: it. <laughs> I've, so, I've, been, I've been to two weddings. I don't know anything about this. Oh,
1: this is gonna be good. <laughs> There's there's different kinds of weddings, is all I'm saying. (laughs) Uh, Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on where you're coming from, there are no
3: fucks.
1: There are no fucks in this minute, because it's a wedding, so I guess they're trying to class the place up. And that is going to be it for minute number 42. You can listen tomorrow for minute 43. I'm going to assume that that Gabe will be back instead of playing that game. Uh, Until then... (laughs) Till then, you can check us out on Twitter at GoodfellasMin or on Instagram or Facebook at GoodfellasMinute, and you can follow all of our episodes uh, at GoodfellasMinute.com. Also, check out GoodfellasMinute.com slash support, where you can uh, find links to Patreon and Amazon. If you have any questions or anything, you can email us at contact at GoodfellasMinute.com, and that will do. We will see you for a minute
0: 43. Or will I go from rags to riches? My fate is on